Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Book of Caleb, uh, episode two titled, Can You Drink Wine and Lose Weight? Ness, N-E-S, Ness. What does that mean? You'll have to stay tuned and listen in on what Ness means and is that a solution for you? Ness, you can. Ness, you can't. I don't know. I hope you enjoy this episode and stay, listen to the very end because I do have a giveaway in there as well. OMG. Enjoy. All right, here we go. The episode title of this podcast is Can You Drink Wine and Lose Weight? Ness. The answer is Ness. Um, I will get into what that means because I know that you're all excited to hear that there's good news. The answer is Ness. You can drink wine and lose weight. So what does that mean exactly? Or why did I want to start talking about this subject? Um, Or how did I get into this? Um, When I was making my intro for the book of Caleb, the like opening credit, right? excuse me, I should backtrack. When I got into podcasting four days ago and made my makeshift intro, um, I noticed that my, the way I said the word diet, it was like almost like aggressive when I was like re-listening to it. Like my opening intro credits, I used the word diet at one point and I swear it's like the most like aggressive way you could say diet and more is what it like felt like. Ooh, that was so loud. And it got me thinking, you know, this is always something that's on my mind in a way. It's not like dieting as in like having like a strict regiment diet, but just like your diet in general, your nutrition would be like another word for it. And so I kind of wanted to talk about my experience with diet and wellness and exercise and how I'm just a regular person um, experiencing it in the... American, American, I don't know, lifestyle, mostly sedentary. Um, So I brought in an expert to the book of Caleb for this. Um, He's been on the show before, and uh, you might remember him from an episode we did on coronavirus. Um, So without further ado, my husband, Michael Caleb, is back on the show. Well, thanks for having me back. there's been a small change since I guess our last podcast. I'm actually uh, four days ago. Four days ago, no, I'm actually going by the name. It's not legal yet, but my new name's uh, Mike Exotic. So if you can just refer to me as Mike Exotic, yeah. of course I'm joking. This is in reference to Tiger King, which pretty much has taken over the world, other than coronavirus, which we've covered ad nauseum. Um, Tiger King. No way it's real, right? These aren't real people. These aren't real happenings. I. It's hard to wrap your brain around what is actually taking place. Entertaining as hell. I hope it is real. Um, I'm not sure yet. I don't know. It's awesome. We haven't finished it. We're a couple episodes in, but 
Yeah, we're in episode three. And honestly, like, I would be like, spoiler alert, but by the time somebody actually, like, gets to the, the book of Caleb and, like, references this, like, the whole world will have watched Tiger King. Yeah. So I'm not worried about it. We're in, like, episode three, and so you've got um, Joe Exotic, mm. who is, like, redneck, NRA, but also gay character. You've got Doc um, Anton. Antle. Doc Antle, mm-hmm. who has like five wives. A harem. Oh. He has a harem of wives. A yeah. harem, which I didn't even know what that word meant until like four hours ago when Michael explained mm-hmm. it to me. A harem. I thought that would be like some sort of bird. And then who's the other character? Carol, Carol Baskin, mm-hmm. who's like your... I don't know about her. She's possibly fed her ex-husband to a tiger i mean it's just beautiful people like you will it reminds me of the movie mcgruber which is one of my Mm -hmm. favorites Mm -hmm. if you've never heard of that movie that's okay but it's like it's just so special to me that's like the movie that had me laughing the next day when i woke up like the first night i saw mcgruber i woke up the next day and burst out laughing thinking about the old celery trick that's a great trick val kilmer i would say that's his best performance hands down He's the bad Easily. guy in MacGruber. So, yeah, check that out. MacGruber and then, yeah, Tiger King is beautiful. But let's talk. Okay, so I'm sure you're all wondering, where am I going to go with saying that you can drink wine and lose weight? The answer is Ness. So what does that mean? That means, in theory, absolutely, you can lose weight and drink wine, right? Like... The most boring way to think about diet and losing weight and it doesn't sell an exercise program or supplements or anything is just calorie deficit. Okay. Hmm. And I guess the obvious um, disclaimer here is I'm not a nutritionist or a coach or neither is Michael. We're not trainers or anything. This is all like accessible to you via Google. And I feel like the notes that I'm hitting on are common knowledge you've heard it before or it's like again you can find it on the internet i'm not like saying that i've done an extensive amount of research or i'm like recommending anything for you it's just more of like a perspective to learn from now when it comes to drinking wine i can't i have before drank wine don't remember the last time and i actually personally have not had a drink of alcohol for now 15 months yeah I was going to wait to tell everyone well, that, Michael, but now you... Spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> but, okay, so how long? 15 months. 15 months Michael has not drank. Um, Had a drink let's, We'll hit on that in a minute. Okay. But I do need to explain, though, what the Ness means. Like, okay, so in theory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with your calorie deficit, you could drink 1,500 calories of wine a day... Mm. And still lose weight. Like if you needed, again, this all makes, um, these numbers are just easy, right? 2,000 calorie diet, we've all heard that. Okay, so make your calorie deficit um, 500, which you can get three bottles. Okay, so three bottles of wine, right? Let's just say that red wine has 600 calories per bottle. You're drinking three bottles of wine a day. Listen, listen. You're not driving anywhere, are you? (laughs) Well, no, you take an Uber. Okay. Um, (laughs) And... So that's 1,800 calories, and then you do a 30-minute or 300-calorie workout that day. And so then you're at 1,500 calories a day is what you've um, 
like provided for your body via nutrition and then deficit from exercise and then here's the numbers so it takes 3500 calories to burn a a pound of fat Mm -hmm. so five times seven because you're 500 calorie deficit Mm -hmm. 30 so you lose one pound of fat per week Mm -hmm. beautiful right we can all just drink three bottles of wine a day and lose a pound of fat a week and so that's 52 pounds a year like why most people would be down with that again (laughs) me personally no but most people would be into that absolutely so that's the theory and that's how you answer the question can you drink wine and still lose weight nests which is really like no you cannot okay really drink wine because like okay so the theory right was just like for caloric deficit purposes Mm -hmm. but you obviously can't just drink three bottles of wine a day and not have any other nutrition whatsoever like you would be dead i don't know i'd probably die within like 11 days if i was doing three bottles of wine a day and that's it and then still trying to get a workout in you're still trying to work out you drop the weights on your head at some point yeah (laughs) your form would be horrible you'd probably cramp up okay yeah yeah and so um Obviously, you still low, no, you're not going to drink three bottles of wine, but could you incorporate is the other part, like realistically in a diet type scenario where you're doing a caloric deficit, could you incorporate wine or I say wine, but alcohol, right? Of some sort within that diet and lose weight. Yes, technically you still could. That whatever like amount of calories that you're allowing for the alcohol, the wine, as long as you're like within this alleged caloric deficit per day, in theory, Ness, you can lose weight. But here's the other thing, right? Anytime you drink alcohol, your body metabolizes that first. So like most of the time you drink alcohol, wine with food. And so your body starts digesting that wine or that alcohol first and then stores the other stuff in your body. So the, whatever you've eaten, with your wine, your body is going to store the, that fat. Okay, mm-hmm. so Ness, you can lose weight if you drink, you know, one glass of wine in this caloric deficit. But it's difficult. But it's difficult. And you're just, again, it's like this like other setback. So like, would you be okay with that? Is a scenario like this like lifestyle, right? You want to mm-hmm. lose weight or body fat is the other like way to associate it with Mm -hmm. um and you also want to be able to live your life Mm -hmm. so um where is that like balance where can um somebody like figure that out and i need to like highlight another thing right like it is very unlikely like i would think that there's more people who would say like if you ask a survey of 100 people what percentage of them are going to be like if you ask are you happy with your current weight what state are you talking about (laughs) all of them in the united the continental united states we'll leave out alaska and hawaii because i don't know we just will yeah i don't know anybody from those states I do. Oh. Your, your grandma lives in Hawaii. I mean. Yeah. Step grandma. Yeah, okay. <laughs> She's my grandma. Yeah. Um, there would be more people than not who would say, well, no, technically I'm not. Even if like you're five pounds 
over what you like think that your happy weight would be your fighting weight is the other like terminology that I think about in my head like my fighting weight um when I was living in Los Angeles and this was like post-college didn't have any kids I could sleep in um, I could work out for as long as I wanted. I was at my fighting weight then. I looked good and like toned and could pretty much eat whatever I wanted. But like my lifestyle was like less sedentary. I was younger. I was at my fighting weight. And that's always kind of like existed in my head. Like, oh, well, I was that weight. And as I've gotten older, I've had two kids. I've, you know, you're just, your metabolism slows and like so many other things, right? The average American puts on one to two pounds of body fat a year. Mm -hmm. um, so here I am, how many years out of college, like 13 years out of college. And I feel like I'm not at my fighting weight anymore, but I've always had this like toxic mindset basically. Like, oh, I need to get back to that. Like, I just need to be like a little bit leaner if I like worked out more or and why, um, and why do you have that mindset what's you know making you think you need to be at your fighting weight i don't know what it is like it's just it's an obsession or something and it, it's not healthy mm -hmm. it's like what i'm like getting at to like the realization and like the i don't know like acceptance or coming to terms of just something more like realistic like i don't want to be like that to myself mm -hmm. where i'm just never going i'm never going to be like happy with myself if i'm like constantly critical in a way that's like well i'm not doing anything drastic or um, restrictive enough to get to back to the fighting weight mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i don't even know if i'd be happy in that scenario because that's the other like idea right like let's say you want to be a certain size or you want to be a certain weight okay you and you're not that like naturally in your own like lifestyle whatever habits that you're doing don't equate to this like weight in your head that you think you want to be in order to be like happier or like content with your weight and not be critical of yourself mm. okay so you have to change things in your lifestyle which would include your diet for 85 percent at least of that would influence it yes. and then the other would be like your activity or fitness, your exercise, mm -hmm. whatever you want to like attribute that to. Mm -hmm. So you have to change things or you have to restrict things is like restriction is like this other like word that's like used a lot now. And just like think about that. Like yeah. you if you get to like your point, let's say it's like you want to be just again for like easy numbers. I want to be 150 pounds and I am um, and I'm 170, I want to lose 20 pounds. Like you are going to have to really work on that and restrict 85% of your diet in some way, like to influence and get to that 150 pound mark. And then if you're not that naturally with the lifestyle that you carry, like in terms of movement, exercise, you're going to continue to have to like restrict and probably possibly restrict more because in theory you like, the smaller you are, the less calories you burn like your metabolism isn't as high. Okay. And and so like you're to get to the 150 mark, you have to like continue to restrict. So you will never have that glass of wine. That sounds tough. <laughs> that sounds real tough. Yes. And so again, like you have to like come to this like mindset like, well, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, I don't want the wine. 
or if you do want the wine then be like okay with like the lifestyle like that's fine too yeah and i'm learning that um life or like that acceptance like i need to like let go of being like thinking like oh i'm gonna be like happy at the fighting weight Mm -hmm. but i also want to have wine (laughs) and so like like people are probably listening you have a drinking problem and it's it's not that it's just like or i want to have cake or i want to have like a donut from time to time like i don't want okay here's the other thing too right like if you look at like you can go online and just google like a diet plan 1500 calorie diet plan or 1500 calorie meal plan and get those like there's thousands of them you can just download online instantly which is also like the fascinating thing right like as a country we're more there's more obese people than not or Mm -hmm. more obese adults at this point it's like we have all the resources technically to be um at a healthy weight yet we still aren't so like there's just like something wrong in general too yeah there's there's acceptance of not being at your fighting weight not being what you were when you were 20 years old and then there's obesity Yes. Obesity is a problem. Um, yeah, that's uh, an epidemic. And, uh, you should do all you can to not be obese. obese. For sure. Because of like your health. Yeah. If you have kids, you need to stay in shape for your kids. And if you have kids, you need to make sure that they're not becoming obese. When I see obese kids, I, and I see them all over the place, I see like an eight-year-old kid who's clearly obese. That's child abuse in my brain. Yeah, it's very sad. It's it's, it's incredibly sad. Because they're just... It's so sad because it's like, oh my gosh, that kid... Like, I'm a freaking... I'm a 30... I'm going to be 34 on Monday. I'm a mom. You know, like, my metabolism is different than when I was a kid. And, like, you are ruining it if you're, like, obese as a child. Like, you're just... It's so hard to, like, get into like a norm or a like a healthy weight when you're and oh i just again we're not like nutritionists but this is like common sense right i'm not talking about chunky or fat kids everyone's got different genetics and i'm talking about obese yeah um it's sad that's very sad (sighs) so um well i was talking about the like the diet stuff right or like downloading a diet um nutrition plan 1500 calories again just to make it like simple Mm -hmm. and you like look and read at what the like suggested portion sizes are Mm -hmm. and what the snacks are like so i was looking at one this was for a 1500 calorie diet one snack in in that day was one hard-boiled egg and some slices of cucumber what like why would you (laughs) i'd rather just not eat well yeah i would not go make that as a snack um because it's just like what why would you even eat that or take that i'd rather like save the calories if i'm like after the calorie deficit and have a burrito at some point instead of like these Mm. like little pc teasing teasing yourself and yeah right and so then the meals are like 300 to 400 calories which again the portion sizes of like what you're used to and what your lifestyle Mm -hmm. is normally what we've like grown accustomed to it's just so far um 
from like the serving sizes and stuff that we are now, which is like another thing that influences the obesity epidemic. Um, what was for dinner? Oh, a three ounce piece of salmon, three ounces. Like go pick, go buy a piece of salmon anywhere at a grocery store and like they're giving you at least eight ounces and like what you're gonna like cut that in half and put the other piece of salmon back in the fridge like you're just no. you're gonna make the whole freaking salmon mm-hmm. you know um eight asparagus spears baked for this meal and then one sweet potato and that was like 350 calories for dinner As- asparagus is good but i've, I've kind of dropped it on my diet just because the rant the rancid uh pee it's like the next two or three times I pee, stinks up the whole bathroom. I don't get it. Really? I've never had that experience at all. I, I don't get it. It's the one thing that does that. Well, anyway, my point is, is like, okay, you're willing to give up or you want to change your diet, then you have to restrict. Like, accept that. You have to restrict. If you truly, truly want to be at a certain weight, if you're like set on number which is also like toxic mm-hmm. like don't you think like because it's just like like you just need to be set on being like healthy if you're set on like a number whatever like do your thing but know that you're going to have to restrict yeah and be and look at this like diet plan and like real you're really going to do that like just i'm gonna go eat a hard boiled egg right now and a piece of cucumber i feel like you're a competitive you know um, you know, body competition, weightlifter, or something like that. That would be the only real circumstance to do something like that. Yeah, yeah and motivator. And it's mm-hmm. just, like what I'm saying is like that's just like not like a realistic like lifestyle. No. For me and most people know. And most people, it's not. And then again, like you would have to do that forever. Like let's say you get to your fighting weight, you're still never gonna like be free. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where like my lately like aha moments have been like I want to be free of not thinking about weight and like I just want to like enjoy my diet and you want to be healthy you want to be active and and be healthy and have energy and I want to be able to have a like functional amount or a glass of wine Mm -hmm. right and every night no okay no and but also like be realistic right like of course i'd want a glass of wine every night in theory Mm -hmm. but i know that that's not going to like that like builds up Mm -hmm. right like so last week was a rough week yeah me too (laughs) i had a glass or two of wine every night Mm. Okay, so, like, by day seven, I can, like, see it in my face. You know, just, like, the yeah. it it happens quite quickly, right? It's just not healthy. So I cut it out for one day, wake up the next day. I mean, my, like, everything's, like, just looks better. Um, inflammation has gone down. Right, the inflammation. Like, because it is, it's toxic. For me, that's carbs. I'm an anti-carber, but last yes. week I got into the carbs. I put on about five, six, seven pounds of just water weight. Cut out the carbs for a day or two. Again, more peeing references, but I pee a ton. All that water weight goes goes away. I go back down to my fighting weight, if you will. Yeah. Real quick. Do you feel, you know, people talk about like, is there, are you addicted to like sugar and carbs? Mm-hmm. Do you think that, do you feel that like? Yeah. 
Do you? Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, with me, I've dabbled in and out of the uh, keto space, if you will. Um, and once I got into keto, which was about a year ago, um, that's when I started realizing the real addiction to carbs and sugar. It, it, it's a real thing for sure. But once you don't have it for a while, which... What's a while? Two months. Two months. Um, Seem, okay, like when I hear that, I'm just like, well, like forget it. Then I'm just going to be addicted. After a couple of weeks, the cravings get less and less. After a couple of months of doing that, you don't have them at all. Um, which is which is very interesting. And that's kind of how it went with the alcohol. And now that I haven't drank for well over a year now, I don't even, that's not even a thought to me. I see other people drink, sometimes in social situations. Um, yeah, I think, hey, it'd be nice to, you know, have a drink or two. But it's not hard to say no. Uh, and for me, it's a productivity and efficiency thing. Okay. As to why I don't drink. So, wait, wait, wait. Let's get... Now that we're on the subject, you have not drank for how long? 15 months? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so what was your drinking activity prior to that? Prior? Oh, man. Well, I was just, what, getting blacked out drunk probably, what, twice a week? I'm kidding. So um, <laughs> I would say uh, three times a week, I would have anywhere from two to three drinks, you know, end of the day. We only have one kid at the time, Drake. He goes down for bed. Um a long day and yeah have, have a couple of drinks um drinking when you go out to eat drinking go out to eat yeah i have definitely but have one or two um and then yeah if it's a social event if it's a birthday party a wedding whatever you know drinking with the boys six yeah. seven yeah ten drinks yeah yeah and, if you will yeah right and it's like our numbers for drinks too are so wrong in terms of serving size like when i so like a how much do you think how many ounces is a glass of wine i think i i know it's what is it like six it's five okay or at least this one that i'm like looking at my favorite okay so my favorite wine is fit vine wine pinot noir and i will get to that in a minute stay tuned to for a special giveaway at the end but um this is the most it's the most functional wine if you actually want to drink wine and like not have a hangover not be like overloaded with calories and it's my um, low, low carb too yeah well low carb too exactly like it's like it's all of the things however the serving size is five ounce five ounces there is no way <laughs> i have ever ever poured myself five ounces of wine unless that was the only amount left in the bottle you like and, an eight, eight, ounce, eight ounce kind of gas sure yeah, Who, like yeah. the i drink you know proper michael i drink out of a red wine glass sure because i'm fancy mm-hmm. and the glass is from ikea which is the other beautiful part of this but mm-hmm. it's technically a red wine glass because it's like whiter it's a fatter glass I, I bet that thing holds um, 15 ounces, and I'm mm-hmm. pouring myself a solid 10. Like, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's like I, I'm not an optimist. I want the glass mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. more than half full. Okay. And so whatever. Like, when you know, we're saying 10 drinks, like, I bet, like... Is it would be the equivalent to, you know, 15, you know, it's probably... Sure. Probably drink and a half is what one drink is what we're calling it. It's actually drink and a half. Yeah. For the serving size. That we yeah, do. a serving mm-hmm. of, like... Um, liquor is like an ounce right it's a shot glass yeah yeah you make yourself a drink you're usually one and a half to two times that sure yeah you're you're filling up the glass at least half (laughs) oh my gosh see again 
it sounds I do like miss we have whiskey. a problem. I definitely do miss whiskey, especially in these kind of tumultuous times we live in right now. I know. Yeah, I, I do. What, uh, what do I want to say? Miss whiskey. That's tough for me to get out. Um, but it's not hard for me to not drink it. Here's my question, though, Michael. So when you were drinking, though, mm-hmm. you've always maintained a beautiful physique, which is hard for me to say as your wife. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> no. If I have a hobby besides watching sports um, and now being a dad, uh, my hobby has always been to work out, be in shape, yes. Okay. So do you work out to eat like Hmm. here's another like toxic association about like diet and exercise that i have recently been able to let go diet and exercise it's said so often together when really just like peanut butter and jelly is said so fluidly it should actually be peanut butter over here and then there's jelly and they're actually not associated with each other for my whole like most of my life that i can remember i have like a you know done diet and exercise together as in like i will work out to compensate for the fact that i know that we're going out to dinner for a big meal for a special event Mm. and i'm like working out to like alter my diet like what is the like saying you like you can't outrun your diet they say that yeah Mm. and I've definitely done that. Like, that has, like, been my purpose for working out. Yeah, run another extra mile on the treadmill and I can have, you know, tiramisu for dessert or what have you. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, no. Like, stop doing that. If Mm -hmm. you are doing that, stop doing that. Like, just start thinking of exercise as just, like, you're doing it for your health. You're doing it to, like, maintain muscle mass. Mm Mm-hmm exercising is healthy for you it's mm-hmm. there's benefits like health benefits for you and in this and tumultuous mental, right mental health, yeah. all of that mm-hmm. and in this tumultuous time oh, uh, you know where immunity is very important exercise actually boosts your immunity mm-hmm. okay. like find the different purpose and do not ever associate exercise with diet is what i have decided i need to do yeah still tough right like mm-hmm. Because I've done this for over a decade, at least, of, like, associated, like, well, if I run or do cardio, burning more calories, like, that's the purpose. It's, like, I was, like, working out, like, and I love that it's, like, the machine or whatever is tracking my calories or my fitness tracker or whatever is, like, explaining to me how many calories I've burned. So that, like, it's okay then to indulge Mm -hmm. later on a meal because it's like not gonna bite me back versus if i was completely not active and had that same big meal i would feel even worse about it sure yeah guilty yeah guilty yes that's the other thing too like i want to be gone of the guilt Mm -hmm. of eating like be free of that Mm -hmm. so what i'm asking you is like you've always like maintained a good healthy physique and Mm -hmm. I know you guys can't see this guy um, through the radio waves or whatever, but um, Michael would be like, I feel like you have some exception with genetics. Would you think that's like that's fair? Like, I think that you have a high metabolism. I have a high metabolism. Yeah, naturally thin frame for sure. 
not a muscle-bound frame whatsoever. That is why I originally was insecure with my body as a teenager. Didn't have any muscle. Just a string, string bean kind of guy. Um, so I started lifting weights in my basement. My dad had some free weights and started putting on muscle. I'd say I was about 15 years old. I like this idea. Oh, look at me. Okay. Now I have a chest all of a sudden. How yeah. hard was it for you to put on muscle? Like what kind of, um, how often would you have to yeah. lift? You know, it's a while ago now. Come 35. So it was like 20 years ago. I, you know, I was just doing like the basic, there was this makeshift bench. So I was just doing a bench press and some curls. Um, I couldn't even do one pull up. I don't know how many push ups I could even do. Um, but I feel like I was just benching and doing curls. That's all I really knew because I just had seen that on TV or in magazines or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say after doing that for maybe just like a month, I noticed, you know, I'm getting some biceps. I'm getting some pecs. So you must have had I nothing. I like this. Nothing. No, nothing whatsoever. <laughs> um, then I get, get my first gym membership and, yeah, you know, junior, senior year, high school, I just keep, you know, working out, putting on the muscle. And that was kind of my thing. I big exercise guy throughout college um i would say just about maybe two three years ago you know kept up with my working out but once he had kids he had less time to hit the gym okay but then i realized yeah i'm not quite you know looking like i want to and you know i've always heard diet and exercise and i wouldn't say i ate you know horrible but you know drive through you know Snacking, Chipotle, Chick-fil-A. Like you were definitely more hitting up the convenient just convenient stuff. You know, it's just a fast lifestyle that we live. There's not a lot of downtime, especially if you're working full time. Then when you have kids, there's not a lot of free time. So yeah. But then I started seeing stuff about other diets, keto and uh well that that was the big one, keto. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll try to tweak my diet and see you know, see what it does for me. Okay, so I go keto, I cut out the carbs. Um how many carbs per day? Oh, man, to go keto, you have to be, you know, there's a term net carbs, so that's carbs uh, minus fiber. You don't count that, so I'm not going to get into the, that's pretty much the gist of it, really. It's not that hard, but anyway, so 30 or less um, net carbs, Uh, and to get into keto, to get in this fat-burning keto state, you have to do that for... Excuse me, ketosis? Ketosis, yeah, where you're burning (laughs) fat for energy, energy instead of carbs. Three to four days is what it takes most most people to get um into a ketogenic uh state but so i did that um and that's kind of where i stopped drinking as well that kind of went hand in hand um did it for a couple weeks started noticing i putting on muscle i hadn't put on muscle for a very long time i'm not working out any harder if anything working out less um and then the big thing for me was uh my energy just maintained the same there was no ups and downs um which was nice. I mean, if I could sneak in a nap before that, a lot of times I would try to, and there's no need for naps anymore. Um, I had this maintained, you know, level energy, uh, and just less kind of, uh, brain fog, if you will, is what they call it. Um, yeah. So the clarity of the mind was much better. Um, yeah, there were real differences. And, uh, so that's the first time I really started tweaking with my diet. And that's where I come to accept that, especially when you get, I would say above 30, um, it's not 50-50, it's not 60-40, it's probably like 80 to 85, not maybe 90% diet really to, it's what's driving the, you know, force of what your body looks like, um, which I think a lot of people don't want to hear, and maybe I don't want to hear that either, but yeah, it's, diet is without a doubt more important than exercise. 
So what is your like mindset? Do you feel that you enjoy your diet? I, I do. Um, keto, you know, it's all about healthy fats. It's, it's like 80, 85% fats. Um, and then like 20% protein, then it's like five, 10% carbs. Um, yeah, I, I do enjoy it. You know, there are times though, and just like these last couple of weeks where I found myself just kind of at the end of the day, maybe looking for some candy, looking for some pretzels or, you know, some, some carb like, um, you know, desserts or snacks, processed food, processed foods. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just kind of been a stressful time lately with, with this whole coronavirus and work and all that good stuff. Um, so I've, I've kind of cycled in and out of keto now the last six months. Um, the first six months was pretty hardcore, pretty regimen. Um, and like I said, you just, it doesn't become, it's not, it's not like a diet, you know, I've always enjoyed eating, eating meat. So you're eating a lot of meat, fatty cups, cuts of meat, like a ribeye is ideal bacon. Um, you know, a lot of eggs, a lot of cheese, um, you know, cream, um, and and what came along with this tip, this new diet, the biggest thing for me was this intermittent fasting. Um, that was a whole new game changer for me. When I do dip into the carbs, which I do from time to time, I am now able to fast for, I can, I can do a 20 hour fast, a 24 hour fast and not blink an eye. Um, and when you do fast, you deplete all your carbs out of your body, your glycogen storage, and you can get back to burning fat. Um, you know, the quickest way is to fast. If you get to exercise in while you're fasted, um, then you can do it even even faster. And by fasting, I mean not eating. You're still drinking water. Um, you can drink tea or coffee. There's no calories. You're just not taking in calories. And it's also important to salt. Um, I'm always dumping salt in my mouth. Tell us about the salt. Uh, it's not table salt. It's real salt, and it's Redmond's real salt, which I heard from all my keto guys, if you will, um, preach about Redmond's real salt. Um, it's not processed salt. Uh, but, yeah, when you're going keto and you're getting rid of, you know, a lot of – a lot of carbs that comes through the urine and when you urinate you don't just get rid of carbs here we go with the pee again. yeah it's a lot of pee references i'm sorry about that <laughs> um you get a you lose a lot of electrolytes a lot of minerals um you know potassium sodium all that good stuff so if you just throw in some real salt you can replenish that real quick and when you're getting these urges to eat or you're feeling a little bit tired i'm telling you just dump some salt in your mouth and you can drink some water and uh it brings you right back to life it's crazy it's um okay so i've seen michael as salt himself for over a year now and like i again i'm a woman i feel like you know there's i've made my own term which is called swell manila and basically right you eat too much salt or you eat too much processed food and you get inflammation is what that is and i call it swell manila and so when Michael's like, no, just like do like listen to me, like try the salt, like you will like it will help like with hunger, mm-hmm. getting rid of hunger, and whatever all this junk you just said. <laughs> I don't even know I, what I, just I, said. Sw- I swear I was listening. Okay. Um, you know, it will help with that. I'm just like, no, that's like anti everything that I've ever heard. Uh-huh. Is you know, like stay away from salt, drink water, drink lemon water, like cleanse yourself, clear your liver and kidneys. Like, sure. do not salt will help. Salt like absorbs everything and absorbs the water or something like that. Mm. And so I refused to do the salt stuff for how long? Like I feel like I I've started salting 
<laughs> over a year you just maybe a couple months ago you finally yeah, tried it out like yeah. not even two months ago i'm like okay finally i will salt and i don't do it frequently i haven't no. salted yeah, in the past don't. two weeks or something mm-hmm. like it's not part of my habit but like i have i've dabbled in salting well you've dabbled <laughs> in fasting and i think you do it yes. when you're fasting no yeah. i for sure yeah. so yeah like fasting for a woman is different than like fasting mm-hmm. for males is the again more the more you like learn about this stuff that's like the, another like tip right like women shouldn't fast as long as men it's easier for men for sure yeah i think all this is easier for men yes and <laughs> why is that what's the h word hormones hormones yeah is like the influencer for all of this too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so there's data or research that another podcaster will tell you i don't know that's like more you know in tune with this but that it's harder for like i don't have to be pregnant if i had went through two pregnancies would i still be at my you know fighting weight fighting weight that i've been at for most of my life uh probably not or it'd be pretty damn hard to be so no and just like the older you get and have kids too like those factor in like i you know had drake and they always say like oh i seem to like bounce back faster to my normal pre-baby weight or around that after my first kid but my second it was awful Mm. or and it wasn't like awful but i swear like even before i knew i was pregnant with my second baby I, why, why am I like uncomfortable with saying their names? Cortland. <laughs> As if, yeah. And so when I like thought maybe I was pregnant with Cortland, I swear I was like already extra jiggly. Like it's it just like your hormones like change and stuff when you are pregnant. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but okay, yeah, for <laughs> sure, yeah. A lot of jiggling, yeah. It's Michael. I don't remember. Yeah, but it's just, you know, things change when the older you get and then like the hormones all like play a factor too right you can't Mm. back to you know square one here you can't drink wine and lose weight lose weight or lose body fat no yeah not really um can't drink wine regularly or just drink in general it's, regularly it's going to like it's just like you have to be fine with like you're not gonna get to your goal as fast if you're yeah. doing things that take you steps back mm-hmm. but those steps back like you can still get to your goal it just would like take longer just, yeah, more difficult, yeah. i am learning that process and it's happening for me now by like doing um a calorie or thinking about like my calories of course like you have to like have I want to have a normal thoughtless relationship with food, but for me, you still have to be responsible, Mm -hmm. would I think be the right term, right? Like thoughtless in the truest term would be like, no, I don't have to think about the fact that I just ate a huge cake. Mm -hmm. Like, but no, I do have to think about that. That would be relevant to, like, that's going to tack on if i'm not then having a good healthier option the majority of the time you want me to get you a cake for your birthday or not yeah i do if you can find a place that's open that sells cake actually i want you to bake me a cake i said drake myself and Cortland. we'll make you cake i know my gosh it'd be delicious It it would be i would love i would love to eat carb free yeah, what kind of cake? Is it a meat cake? It'd be a keto keto cake, yeah. There, there's a recipe online for I'm that. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we can do a blog post on it. 
Well, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Mike's meat, Mike's keto cake. When's the last time you drank? 15 months for me. When's the last time? You took a little break here, right? Yesterday. Last night, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm doing every other night, and then I will go back next week to doing, like, twice a week. And, like, so, again, how how much am I drinking when I do pour that glass of wine? Mm-hmm. It's not five ounces. But it's not, I'm not getting... Um, drunk i'm not getting like over the limit or anything like that i'm having wine with my dinner oh i think you're over the limit yeah i guess i don't know the the legal driving limit right yes okay maybe for like an hour or something but again it's like all whatever um it's not like dysfunctional i'm not (laughs) but i still i want that glass of wine with Mm -hmm. my dinner after a day's work or what there's nothing wrong with that that's fine right like you have to be okay so yeah assuming you're not an alcoholic then correct yes these are all under like healthy presumptions Mm -hmm. um you know beyond that like you would need assistance so what i have discovered is like one of my most functional um wine brands that's actually good that doesn't give me a headache it's fit fine wine and i love their pinot noir so here's the breakdown michael which you won't believe this is functional it's low carb well it's funny thing is i haven't drank in 15 months but in the last 15 (laughs) months i've probably purchased i don't know 50 to 100 bottles of fit fine wine that no you haven't i'm doing my math wrong i don't know a lot (laughs) weekly the text comes i need more fit vine okay and he knows to not interfere with that need and if it's on sale i get two maybe three yeah it's really it is really good and i'm not sounds um, great an ambassador for fit vine wine although like i'm totally comfortable with just self-proclaiming that um so for a five ounce pour it's a hundred and eighteen calories um, so the whole bottle has less than 600 calories. So you could drink half a bottle of Fit Vine wine and it'd be 300 calories. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. actually is really functional. Because yeah. I'm not drinking half a bottle of wine at dinner. You know? Most of the time. <laughs> right. On a Friday after and a long week the, of battling the coronavirus, you probably are. But exactly. Most times, no. Most times, no. And so, again, it's like... Okay, what if I did drink half a bottle of wine? Like, I can say that, and that was less than 300 calories. Like, for mm-hmm. alcohol, for wine, yeah. that is really functional because it's, it's also, like, tastes good. It's not like I'm um, making some sort of sacrifice. Like, oh, it's 300 calories, but it tastes like crap. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's good wine. Hmm. It's affordable. Um, the whole bottle has less than 20 grams of carbs. So even your keto person who wants to drink, right? You said you have to have 30 grams of carbs or less. There's so many low-carb beers and drinks out there, yeah, nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, th- th- it, this would fit in there. You're yes, yeah, keto-friendly, sure. yeah. yep. just, you know, low sugar, right, has yep. become the other, like, important factor here. It's like sugar is actually more uh, Which detrimental is a carb. to yeah. you. It's a yeah. carb, yeah. Sugar's, sugar's awful, yeah. So that has like helped me in my process too of having a realistic caloric diet 
mm-hmm. which for me still is going to be anywhere from like 1600 to 1900 calories if I want to lose or maintain my weight. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and that's like on average. Okay. So mm-hmm. fasting helps from here to there <laughs> from time to time, or just like being um, very, I guess, making really like healthy choices during the week. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the other thing though too, is like what, then you save it all up for the weekend and blow up and binge. Like so so many people, I have been in that cycle yeah, sure. for a long time. And it's just like freeing yourself from that too. Like, yeah. no again i can't i don't want to like think of it as like being like restrictive yeah but i need to like find that like avenue that it's you know it's just like no it's more it's just my my lifestyle like i'm just not gonna be save it up to then like act in like a like swing you know Mm mm-hmm highs and lows like it just you need to stay in your middle ground yeah, you need to try to be in control and not let your you know cravings and you know anxiety of food take control of you mm. right and easier said than done that's that's, that's tough yes but the, like the epiphany though is just like recognizing that or like talking about it like mm-hmm. openly and just being like it's okay that you were took down a half a dozen what I want, crispy cream donuts. I mean, I, I could take down a half a dozen glazed crispy cream donuts, you know, right now. And I still crave that, keto or not. Yeah. Mm, those are so good. But uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to. No. But, like, you should be able to, like, maintain a overall um, behavior to where, like, Michael, honestly, if you wanted to go get the six donuts right now, like, you could. Like, it would still be okay because, like, yeah. you would not normally mm-hmm. do that. No. Like, this would be, like, this exception, but because, like, you behave, your habits are, like, normal. I would still feel... Guilty. Guilty afterwards, yeah. Yeah. And I would just uh, go ahead and fast all tomorrow. But maybe that's, like, always going to be that way. Like, y- you know, why why you know that that's like not healthy for you overall so like if you're if you care about yourself and have compassion for yourself like Mm. guilt is feeling guilty is okay yeah i think so um or right but you like don't need to like hate yourself for it no you don't self-hate no you don't need to do that yeah like don't but like yeah guilt or feeling guilty is normal it can be like normal Mm. too like of course i'm going to feel guilty i ate six donuts what what strikes me is people that are obese or you know we hear all these stories and you know it's going on right now people losing extreme amounts of weight um i've heard this when i listen to different keto podcasts and whatever um i i can't imagine that i've I've maintained my my weight. I'm like the same weight I've been since I was 17, 18. Um, you know, with a lot of exercise and now with a lot of diet involved. That for me seems like a lot easier than yo-yoing up and down to ballooning up to maybe whatever 250, 300, 400 pounds and trying to lose all that. Oh, absolutely. I don't. I don't think I could do that. That seems crazy. No. That's scary to me, and that's probably a little bit of a driving force to just yeah, don't put on the extra weight. Just keep it where i'm at so i don't ever have to <laughs> worry about that are you saying you motivate yourself with fear a fear is a great motivating factor <laughs> pretty much every facet of life yeah 
<laughs> is that healthy? Is fear a factor for you? I don't know. Um, shout out to Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I, I it would be tough to lose weight. I've never actually tried to lose weight in my life. Um, so I, yeah, I know that you wish you could maybe be 10 pounds lighter, but now you're starting to realize, you know, I don't have to be like that. But that's for since, I don't know, the longest time, especially after the second kid, you've been just wishing you could lose maybe, right? 10 pounds, get back to this fighting weight. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, the it's a, it's so, it's been so unhealthy for yeah. me, the way I've like thought about it. Just, I, it's not healthy. Like it, No, and you're very healthy and you're fit and you're fine. Yeah, I'm not yeah. obese or anything. No. And, um, but it's just like every day I'm, mm-hmm thinking that I'm not my best self well you got the Hollywood you got the movies and you got all these different you know Instagram models blah 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 that's their career yeah is to do that and they have they're not they're not getting the normal whatever day-to-day life that the rest of us are getting that's their career they have they're able to get surgeries and have the best food and have chefs and have the resources to do all that stuff to stay healthy and to eat healthy it's not I'm sure there's budget, more budget-friendly ways than I know, but it's not not the cheapest thing to eat good quality meat. Um, you know, it's not cheap. You know. So then it still then just comes back to you know you do like the best you can yeah. and like think about it like that. The best you can for sure, yeah. Um, and be mindful of your calories. I guess, yeah. I don't. I've never been a calorie guy, so. I know. So, yeah. you, and it's like, you're not, but you're just in, like, a different scenario. Like, and that's mm-hmm. thing, a thing, too. Like, maybe the, it's not being mindful of calories for you. Maybe it is being mindful of just being, like, more, like, your activity level. If mm-hmm. you change that a little bit, then, like, that's going to influence the shape or, like, weight or, like, your health. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never really looked at labels before until I, until I got into the keto world. And now I'm always looking to see how many carbs it is. I'm just curious. Yeah. I just, or like what's in it. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Ingredients. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want it to be soybean oil. A bunch of words <laughs> you can't even pronounce. Yeah. Right. But vegetable oils are awful. Yeah. So speaking of activity, kind of last point here too mm-hmm. is, you know, lately, what is like our update with uh, <laughs> the freaking coronavirus and stuff like last i checked we were now number one in the world we're number one yeah we're number one yeah Yeah, that's something to be proud of guys uh i'd like to congratulate the united states on reporting there's no way we actually passed china oh god don't even get me started but anyways yeah technically we're number one um which is sad we're being sarcastic about that because uh yeah, it's getting serious, obviously. Yep, you're just uh, watching it, like, it's worse happen. Worse. Yeah, like, every hour now, it's it's getting worse. And, yeah, I don't know, the people on the front line, which at first has, like, the doctors and everyone using the term front line. Eh, oh, that bugged me, too. Yeah, it bugged me. But now, you, I'm there's doctors, there's numerous cases of numerous doctors um, all over the country now that are, yeah, they're obviously helping the sick and then they're getting sick themselves and yeah. there's doctors that are dying. So, you doctors know. and nurses and yeah. all, all people. Yes. On so, I mean, thank the you. front I line. Mean, they're trying, they're doing what they can to save us and Just, God bless them. I don't know. Yeah. 
think think of it in a different way too because when i'm thinking like originally when i was they're using the terminology frontline yeah, like and the hospitals weren't overflowed yet or anything yeah. or in that scenario and i'm thinking like okay yeah. the people who like go overseas and fight war and yeah. war i'm like that's frontline um but you're just use utilizing the word in a different way it's it's fine yeah yeah not offensive nope um okay so closing this out so the activity right and we've been walking a lot more outside which has been good because that's like the only thing that you can do yeah the weather's turned here now springtime in iowa yeah yeah and uh so i'm like noticing when we're walking though like people walking their dogs and stuff and i was like thinking like the ones that like carry around a bag (laughs) of dog poop yeah yeah okay so i we don't have a dog or anything i hope it's dog poop (laughs) <laughs> That'd be weird if it was. Well, yeah, maybe it's a snack. I guess I didn't think about that. Or if they had to take a poop mid-walk. The human? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Those are... Yeah, we don't live in that kind of neighborhood, but... Um, anyway, so, I don't know. I see these, like, people, like, yeah, they're carrying around their dog poo, and that's nice, right? Like, like that's the polite thing to do is clean up after your dog. Because, yeah. like, I run around in our neighborhood, and I have to, like, run by people on the sidewalk, and so I go off into the grass, and I always think, like, I better not step in any poop. I'm not, mm. like, looking for it, but that is always a thought. Anytime I, like, take go off the sidewalk, I always think I better not step in any poop. That is, like, my only thought. Whenever I see poop or, like, I'm trying to avoid poop, I always pops in my head. I'm calling the shit poop. Uh, it's from uh, Happy Gilmore when the guy's stomping out the bag <laughs> of shit on fire. But he calls it poop. It's Watch the movie. Oh, well, yeah, yeah I have. But I'm not, like, recalling that part. No, that's but... good. That's good. Anyway, yeah, well, anyways, we're calling the shit poop. Just so people know what we're talking about. When we say poop, we're actually talking about shit. <laughs> we're calling the shit poop. I got Continue, it. Yeah. I'm just going to call it poop because I don't need to swear as much. Um, okay, but people are like carrying... Anyway, when I was growing up, when I had my dog, Goldie, mm. okay, I never... R.I.P. ...picked up after him because I never let him poop on the walk. Like, I, I'm like, I'm not going to carry around your poop. I'm trying to enjoy a walk. That's like, a I, unique situation. I don't think it is. Okay, no. so here's why. Is Okay, like Goldie or our walk process was we were able to like go to an area like the woods um, mm-hmm. closer to our house. Like I'd t- walk on a sidewalk for a certain, yeah. you know, amount of time to get to the woods where I could let the dog free on the leash and he'd go run and poop in the woods. I taught him to do that. That's a good job out of you and out of Goldie, yeah. That's yes. impressive. Goldie was the best dog That's ever. That's next level, but good job. But what I'm saying is, okay, so, like, even if I didn't have that setup, right? Mm-hmm. So we live in our neighborhood. There's nowhere to take your dog to, like, free no. free run, free range or whatever. There's no woods around, yeah. There's no woods around. There's just, you know, sidewalks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm taking my dog on a walk, I'm training my dog to take a dump before we're going on the walk. So I don't have to t- carry around mm-hmm. a bag of shit while I'm on a walk. See, you called the poop shit. Though. Yeah, I know. okay. okay. Um, yeah, I think that that's kind of next level. I mean, I don't know that most dog owners are going to put that much effort into it. Because how long did it, do you think on average to train your dog to do a pre-walk poop? I think most dogs, they, they come, the walk comes before the poop. Stimulates. Yeah, exactly. Gets the bowels moving and they want to poop in somebody else's yard to claim their 
Yeah, I used to, because my dog, Buffy, growing up, um, I'm not a big animal person, but yeah, I had a dog growing up, Buffy. That's the only dog I really ever cared for. Um, Cocker Spaniel, she was awesome, and I'd take her on walks all the time. I would a lot of times, for, I was just a teenager, and I got her when I was like 12, so I would forget to grab like a plastic bag before we go on a walk, so then she'd start taking a huge <laughs> dump, and I'm like, oh crap, I forgot my plastic bag. So then I would just do this routine where I pretended to have like a plastic bag, and I would bend down and do a fake <laughs> dog shit pickup. Uh, but, but I wasn't actually picking anything up because I didn't have a plastic bag and I'm not going to freaking use my hand like a savage or some, you know, freak. Uh, so I just do a fake poop pickup. Um, for who? And then for Buffy. And she's looking at me. No, I know. And but I'm like, looking at her. Who's watching you? Well, I just, the, the neighbors, that's that's what I have in my head. Like, I just pooped in this guy's yard. Not me, but Buffy just laid a turd down <laughs> in this guy's yard. Now he's looking at the window, eyeing me, like, all right, you pick up that turd in my yard. So then I would just kind of do like a fake turd pickup and then like, all right, Buffy, let's get the hell out of here. You've seen me do the fake turd pickup a couple of times, I think, when we first started going together. I still had Buffy around. Yeah. And then you were like, what are, what, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, I don't have a bag. I'm just like doing a fake turd pickup in case anybody's watching. And then you're like, who's watching? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so that's just my thing about it. So that's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of picking up after your dog. And is it that bad? Because like, poop is like supposed to be like a fertilizer or whatever because like yeah we saw bags plastic bags of poop in it yes on our walk today this is where this is coming on our walk today i'm like okay so this person left their bag of dog poop yeah next to our next to the sidewalk yeah that was weird they ditched it yeah that's messed up just leave i'd rather just leave the turds because they got a plastic bag and that's litter and that's not gonna degrade so yeah i don't get that what happened there and yeah, now like like that turd's gonna be in the bag forever. Mm-hmm. Like it's not gonna like go back into the earth. I don't know. Is that where we need to end it, or for sure? But okay. what I'm saying is, it's like just I appreciate the people who clean up after their dogs, but I also don't understand why you wouldn't just train your dog to poop before you go on the walk, so that no one's carrying around a bag of turds. That would be nice. And we... I see people on walks, and I can see that they've already cleaned up after their dog. Yeah. I'm like, you're carrying around a bag of turds. Yeah, they are. I don't know. <laughs> like, what? Good I job just... out of you. Good job out of Goldie. But I think you're being a little bit, I don't know, prima donna-ish or something to think everyone I just would. That. That'd be I disgusting. Know. Like, it would ruin my walk. Like, oh, 10 minutes in, I'm carrying around a bag of turds. Yeah, which I've done, because when I would remember a bag and have to carry Buffy's turds around, yeah, and yeah, I'm smelling the turds. Yeah, it kind of sucks. It's disgusting. Yeah. And you had, like, your hand is, like, tainted the rest of the walk as well. Like, yeah, you no, can't use that tainted. hand because it's holding yeah. a bag of turds that you had to pick up with your hand. It just, again, no, okay. tr- think about it, people right. who those, my advice is maybe train your dog to poop before mm-hmm. you go on the walk. Okay. And um, with that, we're going to end with segueing into Fit Vine Wine. Mm. I'm giving away a bottle of Fit Vine Wine mm. to someone who writes a review on my podcast on Apple iTunes or on my Instagram at Lauren Caleb. So it's at Lauren Caleb, or you can probably search Instagram, the book of Caleb, and it will come up. And I will have a post up on there to give away a bottle of Fit Vine wine so you can figure out how to enter on that post as well. Can it be a bad review? Like, why did yeah, you talk can... about shit for three <laughs> hours, weirdos? Oh, I bet, yeah. I mean, we've talked about poop now for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. trying to get out of this conversation. So with Oof. that, um, I'm going to close this episode as well the same way we closed 
last episode because oh. one of my friends told me that that just needs to be the way we close it, okay. which is stay safe, stay healthy, and wash your hands. And wash your hands, especially if you've just cleaned up dog shit. Oh boy. <laughs>